Hi, welcome to Two Guys in a Movie. This week we watched Guns Akimbo, and I also get to quiz Ben on who has the highest body count in Hollywood. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. So how was your week, bro? Oh, my week. Uh, it was crazy, honestly. Like it, it felt like it felt like two weeks. <laughs> we had a we had a maintenance day at work on thursday where basically that just means that uh i didn't have to show up and most people didn't have to show up well that's nice um but don't screw up my packages now though but <laughs> i don't think we have anything to do with your part of the country um no no no, no. Our, my, my packages all come from either um uh where is it it's henrietta which is outside rochester it's lancaster which is outside buffalo so yeah, you're you're a bit far from the the locations we send stuff to. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you guys like ship things from warehouse to warehouse though. That could be a thing. Mm. No, we do, but we usually go. Um, we usually send stuff to either New Jersey. That's pretty common, but mo- mostly New Jersey and Staten Island are like the two things that we ship out to the most. We have a huge robotics floor that you know I work with, um, hands on, and uh, they, I guess the people working. Um, to bring the power back on, they they were uh, delayed, so they had to rush it. And when they rushed it, it messed everything up. So we had like the the next two days, so like the Friday and the Saturday, we basically just spent cleaning up the mess that was made. Uh, and it was it was a lot. <laughs> it but, sucks. But it's over now, and it's it's uh, front half of the week. Uh, problem, not ours. And hopefully, when we come back on Wednesday, everything's good. Oh, it's not gonna be. You know how it works. Or do you? Add, or do your other coworkers that like don't work the same shift actually do their job? So there's only there's only one shift uh, that we know are pretty piss poor at their job, and that's the night shift on the weekends. Other than that, other than that, my week was was pretty good. Yeah, I got no complaints. I got nothing really interesting. I mean, uh, almost hit a dog at work. Uh, in was, your car? That was terrifying. Well, not in my car. It was in the company vehicle. Oh. So, like, we were... <laughs> yeah, so we had our flatbed truck, and we had um, 100 shavings on there, okay? So we okay. had 100 sh- shavings on the bed of the truck. Now, to put in perspective, 45 shavings is a ton. Oh. So 100 shavings is a little over two tons, okay? And so we had 100 shavings on the truck. We had a trailer that we were pulling as well and it had two skids full of bedding pellets for like farms and things like that and each skid again is a ton so we're hauling a little over like four ton between the truck and the trailer there and uh yeah we're just kind of going down these back roads we're going back roads we're going pretty slow um because like if you go too fast even though we have the shaving strap down with a ratchet strap and everything if you go too fast and, and this has totally happened to everyone that's done this you'll lose shavings i don't know how i don't know why it's got something to do with like i think if you hit too fast like the the shavings will start bouncing or like some air gets underneath it and one one or two will just fly away and get destroyed on the road so we're we're keeping it probably about 35 to 40 and so we're just going down this back road, and I look out my window, and I just see this dog start booking it towards the road. Oof. And I just start going, look out, look out, look out, look out, look out, look out, look out. And, like, he didn't even see it. He started slamming his brakes, and he saw the dog 
after he started hitting his brakes. Oh, wow. Because it, the dog, it, it's a big truck. It's yeah. not a semi, but it's like, it's a big flatbed. So, like, he hits, he hits his brakes, and he can't even see the dog because it's in the blind spot. The dog is sitting in the stupid ditch, like, right behind some bushes, <laughs> trying to chase cars. Oh. And so it pops out in front of us, and thank God we were only going, like, 35 or 40, because if we were going any faster, this dog would have got hit. He went right in front of the car. We hit our brakes. We have a shaving go shaving slid over our um, our roof, smacked the hood. I first heard it. And I thought we hit the dog, and then we see the then we see the dog run back into its driveway, terrified, like and just barking at the barking at like the door, trying to get somebody to let him in. And I was standing there, and I I got out of the truck, picked up the shaving, and I was just staring at that door for a hot second, just being like, oh, I hope their owner comes out because I'm gonna give them a piece of my mind because we almost just killed your dog. <laughs> Yeah, so that was probably the most exciting thing that happened. And by exciting, I mean, like, if we hit that dog, my day, possibly my week, would have been ruined. So, um, yeah, so that, that could have ruined my day. But I also watched a few movies this week, not just including uh, Guns Akimbo, which is going to be our main one, but um, finally finished... Okay, you, you, you might give me crap for this. I finally finished Uncut Gems. Uh, okay. Have you seen that? No, I don't. Yes, I don't, and I don't blame, I don't blame you for not finishing it in one sitting. Um, so I, I watched it, the first time I watched it, I watched it up until he got shoved into the trunk of his car. Yeah. And then I stopped, and so I, and it's, it's been a, it's been a little bit, so I came back and I was like, you know what, let's give this another try, another try. And I actually really like that movie. I think the problem was is I wasn't really focusing on it as much as I needed to. Okay. But, yeah, I don't know. I really like that movie. Adam Sandler's incredible in it. That was probably his best performance ever. Like, honestly, it's, it's, it's a shame that he did not get an Oscar nomination. And it just goes to show how rigged the Academy is. Yeah, the, the movie was too blunt to win an award, right? I mean... I don't know about that. I think it was more of like, they're not going to just, what, what annoys me about the Oscars is they gave Leonardo DiCaprio an Oscar for getting attacked by a bear. And that's it. He deserved it. I mean, he deserved it better for other movies. It, it, he didn't well, get that Oscar. I can't talk. <laughs> Ocker's Ocker's razor. Razor. <laughs> I'm having issues talking right now. Woohoo! But he didn't get that Oscar because of that movie. Whatever the name of that movie was, I can't think of it. The, the Revenant. Revenant. Yes. He didn't get the Oscar because of The Revenant, though. He got it because of movies he's done prior. He got it because so it the Academy due. was finally like, you know, we've nominated him a few times. And he probably should have won. At least one of those. Well, maybe we should just give it to him now. So that's why he got that Oscar. Or at least in my opinion. And that, that's not taking anything away from Leo. He's an incredible actor. But I don't think, out of all of his performances, I don't think that's the one that deserved the Oscar. And the mere fact that Adam Sandler didn't even get nominated for this movie, 
for best actor because I think he should have. He was incredible. But the reason they didn't nominate him was because, well, you know, look at his back catalog. It's really not that good. Like Jack <laughs> oh, and Jill, is that the guy that we want to give a, 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 like a best actor acting Oscar nomination to? And it's like, yeah, because that movie was trash. No one's going to argue with you. And yeah. he was incredible here. He just showed he just showed that he has legitimate um, talent. That he's a real actor, and that it's not just flukes no. or comedies or jokes about Passover or Hanukkah or whatever. It's like it's legitimate ability that yeah, he has. Absolutely, and they did the same. They did the same thing with Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Nightcrawler. He didn't even get nominated for Nightcrawler. I thought he should have won that year over. I don't even know who won it, but like. I don't know. He should have. He should have at least got nominated for that. James Franco should have been nominated for uh, uh, the Disaster Artist. That was really good. Yeah, I don't know. I think the Academy's kind of a joke. I think the Oscars are kind of a joke. I'm not a big awards person, anyways. But and like this just goes to prove my point that it's like awards mean nothing other than it's self glorification. It's not. Well, the the biggest problem with them is that they've always been based on the opinions of the select few that get to decide who wins them and this and studio pandering because they take out ads and everything and they hold they host parties for these people oh yeah it's insane i mean if we're gonna go back to look at uh when leonardo dicaprio won that oscar for the revenant i mean you look at the the nominees for that award who were and they? Do you have them? It was so the other so the other uh, nominees for best actor uh, for that year was uh, uh, Brian Cranston. Now Brian Cranston is an amazing that was actor. For Power but Rangers, the, the, right? But no, it was for. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I don't think that won any awards. For anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Doesn't mean I don't like to watch it. <laughs> He was, he was, well, yeah, I know that's another thing, right? Like some of the movies that we can speak for myself, like that I've enjoyed the most didn't win any awards. In fact, a lot of them, you know, most people don't even know. They're just fun. Yeah. But uh, he was nominated for a movie that I I didn't even watch. Um, A movie about, um, a movie about uh, Dalton Trumbo. Yeah, I don't know that one. Yeah, right. It's kind of like kind of went under the radar a little bit, but uh, he was one of the uh, he was one of the Hollywood Ten. Okay. So now I might have to go watch that. Maybe. Oh, uh, if you if so for context uh, for those listening, uh, the Hollywood Ten uh, were like blacklisted back in the '40s for being uh, cited for contempt of Congress after refusing to answer questions about their alleged involvement with the communist party. And then, uh, other than, other than that, it was, um, was it 80, it was 88th, uh, Academy Awards. That's another thing. Why are they, why are they called the Oscars and the Academy Awards? Just like the Oscar, the Oscars, the award, the Academy Awards. It's the Academy that decides who gets the Oscar. The, the Oscars though is, the statue, the, it's award the little itself. dude, yeah, 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 it's the little yeah. dude. I think um, they should the give other... out Dundies now. <laughs> that that would be good. Like, I feel like they should 
now that they're really, really losing uh, a lot of ratings, I feel like they should just have BS awards, like uh, worst performance by a leading actor. Or well, they worst, have that. Worst makeup, worst makeup in a film. <laughs> they have that. Not for the Oscars. Well, not for the Oscars, but the Razzies yeah. do it every year. No, and Harry yeah, Berry but... actually went and accepted her Razzie for Catwoman. <laughs> God. And she thanked her producers, That's her awesome. agent, and the director and the writers for putting her in such a big piece of shit. <laughs> uh, who, who else was nominated that year, though? So it was Matt Damon for his role in The Martian, which was a really another really, really he good should've... movie. Yeah, I, I would have picked him over Leo. Um, Michael Fassbender as Steve Jobs, another great performance. I didn't watch that one. And great movie. Can't judge it. Uh, and uh, Eddie Redmayne as uh, the Danish girl, another really good movie. Yeah, I didn't watch um, that one either. But th- these were all really good contenders. But I think you're right. I think it just came down to they were like, look, it's past due. Yeah. Um, you know, he's been in some of the biggest blockbuster hits of all time, and. Uh, yeah, so they I think just he was like to... nominated for The Departed as well as one of them. That was a good movie, but I don't know. I would have, I would have given it to Matt Damon over, uh, over Leo that year. I just I liked Matt Damon's performance more. I th- I think, I mean, Matt Damon and Leo they, they are kind of like they're cut from the same cloth. So it just makes sense that they would be constantly competing for these these awards. Yeah, that, but for some crazy. reason, for some reason, I think Matt Damon's a bigger box office draw, but Leo is more of a prestigious actor. Well, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that he sees himself as that, and I think that's why people like him so much. I can't believe I, I forgot. Like, I never watched the Academy Awards, but um, I've watched him a I few saw, times. It's... Spotlight, Spotlight won uh, Best Picture that year, which is interesting because um, I forgot that movie existed. Because there were a lot of good movies on the on the table that year. There was The Big Short, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. That's a really good one. Yeah, but Bridget that's Spies. also that's also kind of a comedy, so that's a dark horse to begin with. Well, it's a dark comedy. It is, but like but I, I mean, comedies don't win, which well, is I a mean, shame. It's, it should just be like best movie, but comedies will not win. Mm. We're doing our Oscar. <laughs> we're doing our Oscar <laughs> opinions way too late. <laughs> I mean, so we're we're talking about the Oscars because we're about to talk about a movie that has also not won any awards. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This movie has not won anything. Guns Akimbo. It's Harry Potter with guns. I mean, I feel like Harry Potter with guns would have been a better option than this. <laughs> have you seen those videos on YouTube where they just replace the wands yes. with guns? I love it. Yes, those are amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, uncut gems. <laughs> Solid, solid movie. Oh, oh, amazing! Yeah, like that. I I loved that movie, but here's the thing: it was just so intense and so dramatic the, the that I don't think ending. I could watch it again. Holy crap! I don't think the I could watch it again. Ending was just blew was so my mind. Yeah, blew my mind. All right, guns akimbo. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about Harry Potter with guns. <laughs> all right so kind of keeping uh keeping the momentum going i want to i want to start um by talking about the positives what we liked about the movie and i know you liked it more probably more than i did um i just thought it was fun so i had a good time yeah from his like opening shot of him working and hating his job and then he just goes home and starts commenting on youtube or not youtube on a uh, schism and 
to be honest, this is actually kind of a very good commentary on internet culture um, because what you see more and more today is because we have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and everything like that, people just feel free to voice whatever opinion they have without actually mm -hmm. having re real repercussions or consequences for it. Yeah. Because what you're posting online, you're not going to say to that person's face. And so I think that's actually no. a very good um, – I thought that was a very good, like, jab at, like, how society is right now where it's like you have the balls to say this online but come say it to my face and you won't so yeah he's a troll and that's what gets him in trouble and so he's yep. one of those people that i hate that's like i'm gonna be here and just type away da 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 da, da and just say whatever i want with zero consequences but then he gets consequences consequences and so i mean he's not He's partially to blame for this. So that's the interesting part, right? Where you're supposed to, the way the movie was filmed, you're supposed to be rooting for mm -hmm. him. But at the same time, um, you know, it's almost poetic justice what happens to him because um, he didn't take he didn't take a very real threat seriously as many many people do mm -hmm. on the internet. They don't. They think that they could just go around and talk to whoever, say whatever, um, and think that that's not going to be a problem. But there are really dangerous people out there. Uh, and he even knowing even knowing all the risks, he went ahead and did it anyway, and he got what he essentially I got what he deserved. When he typed to them, "Come and get me," and they send him his IP address. <laughs> you knew. <laughs> oh, that's that's so that's so real too. Like that. But but here's happened. the other thing, like. The stuff that he's trolling, I it makes you feel for him because he's trolling like a murder, like just a murder site where it's we're putting these two people together and just having them fight it out to see who's going to win. So, I mean, honestly, him trolling these people, calling them sick and disgusting, you relate to that. So, like, it does a good job of saying, like, hey, this is something that, like, people do today. Where you're going to type something that you would never say to someone, but it gives it a consequence, but it's something that we're all thinking anyways. Oh, yeah, of course. So I'm not necessarily saying he's wrong. I'm saying that sometimes you should keep your mouth shut. Well, I, from the way he was trolling people, the, the kind of flavor I got was it's like he reminded me of the people that I oftentimes uh, encounter on the internet. And oftentimes make a rebuttal to um, just basically people people who troll, but they don't they they just troll because they like it, not because they're more informed or whatever. They just they just like that that thrill of being able to say anything and then then not have to deal with it. So that was a really good poignant uh, character uh, point that the writer yeah, put in there, and I think that. I think that was very, very good on him to, to do that because it it really just kind of drew mm -hmm. you in right away because it's like who doesn't who doesn't know what that's like to experience someone oh, like that on the I internet, also love right? when they come, they break into his apartment and they just punch Daniel Radcliffe in the face and the guy goes, oh, that usually works. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that was a little surprising, right? Just try to knock him out, whack. 
Well, that usually works. You, you ever watch those uh, the the Russian slap fighting? No, I haven't. Videos. Oh, dude. So it's, it kind of reminded me of that, where it's like oftentimes you'll have uh, you know a, a known competitor, like this huge dude with giant hands, and he's just destroying people's faces. And then there's this new competitor that comes in, and he's kind of like, kind of skinny, like not too intimidating looking, and he just takes it. He just takes everything he gets. And you're like, holy crap, who is this guy? It's kind of, it can, it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I thought that was like a very interesting thing that they they built like a major plot point around it was this is why he gets mm-hmm. the guns bolted to his hand and this is why he gets thrown into this thing called schism where it's essentially like to make another comparison it's like the rome coliseum like talk about people yeah. saying like society used to be is so savage now well it was savage back in the coliseum too and that's essentially yep. what's happening is people are watching watching people die for entertainment it's insane but yeah, so he, Do you think it was... he gets thrown into this tournament with guns bolted to his hand. And then uh, <laughs> I, I do really enjoy how they showed, like, everyday life of, like, trying to, like, do things when you can't use your hands. All you have, like, is guns, like, mm. trying to go to the bathroom, trying to put on pants, trying to drive a car. Oh, my God. I, I had a good time with that. Wasn't it interesting that because he's uh he he's, his life revolves around, you know, at work and at home typing, mm-hmm. right? He works for a app developer at work, and then he goes home. He gets on his computer and he types uh, comments. Right? Isn't it kind of ironic that they, the way that they decided to throw him into this madness, was bolt guns to his hands permanently in the position necessary to fire them? Yes. So he can't actually use his fingers. Yep. <laughs> and they only gave him a hundred bullets, fifty bullets each gun. Each each gun, yeah. That was really cool. And I thought that. That was probably one of my favorite parts of that whole yes. concept. And I, what I loved about it was it, it's a good way to amp up the tension in this movie as well because he has a limited amount of rounds that mm-hmm. he can use. But I also really enjoyed kind of like the, the tongue-in-cheek, like every time a gun would go off, you'd have like they'd put on the screen <laughs> righty, lefty, and like have the amount of bullets in each. Oh, and I like I like how they um, threw a little bit of realism in there, where it's like you can't just fire a weapon and act like your ears aren't ringing. Oh, I know. <laughs> or like when he's running down. That was really <laughs> when good. he's running down the street and he sees the cops and he goes, "Hey, I need help!" and he pulls his hands out. <laughs> <laughs> he puts his hands up. No, no, no! They're like, "Drop the guns!" I can't. <laughs> uh, so, but, yeah, those were all really, really good moments. Yeah. But, I mean, also, with a movie with the name Guns Akimbo, you, you kind of expect a little bit more, like, more gun action. Like, more more mm-hmm. more shooty-shooty bang-bang happening and everything. Yeah, we really didn't get a whole lot of that until, like, the very There's a lot end, of just him know, running climax. away. So that, that does actually tie into uh, a, one of the complaints that I have. And I'm, I'm assuming that, based off what you said, you kind of feel the same way. But, uh... But let's. I want to talk real quick about uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Yes. In and specifically, so he was really the only person of note in this whole yes. film. And it's not uncommon for people to do that, right? Make a movie and then just like have one actor that kind of overshadows the whole project, right? To just, really to just get people to watch it. 
I I feel like it his casting in this movie was kind of a two-sided coin where on one side it was like, hey, let's get this actor that people know not for necessarily what this movie is, you know, action. He's known for more like uh, fantasy and stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's take this actor that's kind of like a household name and throw him in a really kind of like cult classic movie, like super low budget and all that. Um, and to, to get people to watch it. But I feel like on the other side of that, if he was not in this movie and it was just uh, the whole cast were kind of like randos, right? I feel like it could have actually helped the film kind of propel itself into a, a modern cult classic. But because uh, because Daniel Radcliffe, a very well-known actor, is in it, it just makes it feel too campy. I don't know. See, I was able to get you know. by that. The Daniel Radcliffe aspect. Also, his American accent's very good. Oh, well, I mean, that's... And I think I that's kind of what he what, does, though. I think that's what helps me get by it because anytime I see that face, and if he did a British accent, oh god, no, that's just Harry Potter. <laughs> but because he's doing an American accent, I think I can actually get by it. And so this is something that uh, I heard from like an interview on this movie with Daniel Radcliffe was he read. So he got the script, and he read 10 pages, and then he signed up. (laughs) And he said that, he said, uh, once he saw, once he read that the guy was trying to go to the bathroom with guns on, he said he has to do it. Oh, wow. (laughs) Because he thought it was just, he thought it was like brilliant dark humor right there. And that's that's interesting, right? Because we don't, like, he doesn't really have that large of a back catalog. Um, to kind of see like now that he's he's older and he's kind of moved himself away from that kind of like what Robert Pattinson did, it's very interesting to see what kind of movies that he wants to be a part of. Much like Robert Pattinson being in The Lighthouse, where you're like, wow, this is a very like edgy psychological movie. Mm-hmm. It's not what you expect from someone who got his climb to fame for doing a uh, romantic drama. I, I I guess also. So I guess the two biggest difference, well, there's more than two biggest difference. I guess the biggest differences between Robert Pattinson and Daniel Radcliffe are Daniel Radcliffe, when he finished Harry Potter, he's set for life. He doesn't need to do anything else. I don't know if that was true with Robert Pattinson. As well as Daniel Radcliffe does not disown Harry Potter fans and Robert Pattinson does. So Daniel Radcliffe never had to be like, ah, get away from me, Harry Potter freaks. Because he embraces it. Because they're the people that gave him the career he has now. While Robert Pattinson's like, I need to get away from Twilight because it's going to ruin my career. And Daniel Radcliffe's at a point in his life where he has openly stated he doesn't do movies for the money anymore he does it because he likes the script or he likes the concept of it so everything he's done post harry potter has literally just been things that he personally has wanted to do Hmm. so and that includes like swiss army man guns akimbo um the woman in black to and and, uh victor frankenstein like all those movies were ones that he personally wanted to do and they were all at least decent, if not if not really good movies. Yes. Too, on top of it, I st- I still have to say my favorite one out of that the the post Harry Potter 
is definitely uh, Swiss Army Man. It's just so absurd and weird, but it works on so many levels. I see. I I did enjoy that movie, but I'm, I'm a really I'm a really big fan of horror. So the Woman in Black was actually a really really well put together uh, horror film. I thought. You know, I don't know if I ever finished that movie. I think we started it. I think I started it in college, and then something happened, or we went to a party or something. So I don't know if I ever finished it. It happens. Yeah, you know. I guess my biggest complaint with this movie isn't Daniel Radcliffe. I thought he did a great job. I could totally, like, just... I can suspend my disbelief and, like... Oh, yeah, no complaints. Harry Potter wasn't in my head. Harry Potter wasn't in my head. But, uh... Yeah, I guess it was... With an, again, with the title Guns Akimbo, you're expecting a lot more gun action and a, and a much higher body count throughout the whole movie. And it seems like the majority of the body count actually happens at the end, mm-hmm. which the last 15 minutes are incredible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like that, I did that is, really like the ending, too. That is an incredible action scene. Oh, and the ending totally sets it up for a sequel, which I am all for, because... We're not going to have to deal with him running away anymore. Yep. It sets him up as his mission now is to end this, to end the schism. The The thing that I really liked the most about the ending was like, it. I really have a thing for movies that don't end the way the audience expects them to. Uh, and the way that it ended was really great because it was like, hey, you know, he, he saved the day, sort of, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, he saved his ex-girlfriend and all that. And then he was like, oh, by the way, um, beating a guy's face in with, with pistols uh, doesn't actually get you the girl. <laughs> oh, that hallucination of her just swooning over him oh, was great. Was like, and then all of a sudden awesome. we come back to reality and she's just screaming. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, that was a great way to end it off. Yeah, that, th- I mean it's unexpected it's 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 not what you were thinking i guess i guess that's how a lot of this movie was to me like even with the homeless man that just kind of like showed up out of nowhere and then the he, like everybody's watching schism and commenting and then they go to him and he's got his like little thing there and he's like commenting as well and then they turn to his tv <laughs> and it's just blank there's nothing there homeless like, man was a plus oh yeah like, things like that I really enjoyed. I liked the way he told his boss off at work. But, I mean, again, I wanted a little bit more more action instead of him just running away from, uh, what's the girl's name? Nix. Nix, yes. I thought it was going to be more of, like, more gun-oriented action than just him running away from Nix and Nix trying to blow him up. Who They actually gave Nix a pretty solid backstory in, like, five yeah. minutes. Yeah. Like, I was impressed by that. Like, five-minute solid backstory. And for me, that point in the movie came at a time where I was, like, really starting to be like, huh, can something just happen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't have much else to say. I I had a fun time, though. Like, I thought the movie was a good time. It's, there's really not much to talk about this movie other than he gets guns bolted to his hand and he's running around trying to live life like that. Yeah, I think that kind of, that kind of, kind of wraps up the, the the negative side of the movie was that um it, it the action action sequences most of them didn't really feel like complete it felt very yeah, rushed the action sequences all happen at the end there it was very the action was very rushed it wasn't 
I know I, I understand the concept was that everyone's watching it uh, drone footage of the things happening, but we as the audience don't have to. And I feel like the way it was filmed, it was just kind of like it should have been the, the focal point of the film, but it wasn't. I don't know. I kind of I kind of enjoyed the drone footage here and there. It kind of like brought me into um, the realm of like this is an this is something that's actually happening. Well, even so I feel like it brought me more into that realm. But I I understand what you're saying. Like it, it can also take you out because you have like that uh the whole uh the the first person footage thing happening, which is like I. I'm not a fan of like the found footage film like genre. Yeah. And that's kind of what that would feel to me if they did that through the whole movie. So I had to look up. I was like, so who, who made this movie? Right. I, I had no idea who the director was, writer was anything about this movie. So I found out that the person who wrote, directed this film uh, also wrote and directed uh death chasm, which was not, also not a great movie <laughs> so not too hard to to imagine that that anything else he would make like there really isn't anything that he's made that really you could point to and say hey that was really good so he's kind of got like a bad streak going where like his films get a lot of hype but then he just don't really ever live up to it okay um the uh but I will give him credit. You know, the characters, the only two characters that were really interesting at all to me, except, I mean, sure, Nick's, like, in the second half was was interesting. But leading up to it, you were just kind of like, meh. But the, the two characters that were really fleshed out pretty well were um, Miles, obviously the, the lead, and then the Schism Jigsaw dude. <laughs> Basically, it was just a ripoff of Jigsaw. Um, and... All of all that we kind of talked about that was negative, it, it could have been forgiven if the action was better. You know, we just watched Mortal Kombat, right? And that movie, mo most people that went to go see Mortal Kombat, all they really wanted out of it was this kind of brutal and over-the-top violence. And there were points of this movie that were kind of like that, but then for an action movie... The, the the action itself was very quick. It was very brief. And like you said, you spent most of the movie watching him run away. So I feel like if they do make a sequel, they, they really need to punch that action home. Make a lot more action. Make it more like a, I don't know, like a transporter kind of movie. You know, where mm -hmm. even when people aren't fighting, there's a lot of action going on. Now, now to, con to, to contradict your action statement, I thought that the action, when we got it, Yes, it was very brief, but it was also very satisfying to me. The The last 15 minutes, that whole action sequence was very good. And between this and Mortal Kombat, I think the action in this movie was shot better than Mortal Kombat. Hmm. Like, like doing camera-wise camera and everything. Because, so Mortal Kombat, we had actual martial artists on set as well. And fighting. And they do a move. And then they change to a different angle. Do another move. Change to a different angle. Do another move. Like, no. Just keep the camera on them. I want to see a sequence of things happen. And like, but why are, why are we cutting so much? And I feel like I got that with this. Like, so I guess that takes me out of the Mortal Kombat action. Is, is like, everything was, every move was a different angle. So it was like. 
punch. Okay, cut to the kick, kick. Okay, cut to the next punch, punch. Okay. But this one was like, okay, so we have these people shooting over here. Okay, we got this angle going on. And they, they held the angles of the action a little bit longer. And I guess, so I think the action in this was shot better than it was in Mortal Kombat, in my opinion. Because I got to see more with less interruption. Hmm. I, I agree. And I think we're going to see a lot of those problems fixed in the next movie when there's actually a tournament. Um, and hopefully we see uh, all the rough edges polished for any possible sequels to Guns Akimbo as well. Yes, so. absolutely. So with that, um, I don't know. I had a good, I had a good romping time with this. Um, all right, Ben, what would you rate this movie? Um, I mean, I like I said, it was. I didn't hate it. It definitely was. Definitely was enjoyable. There was just a, a just a lot of things that just kind of took me out of it. Um, but overall, I mean, I, I definitely would be down to watch it again. Um, it was fun. Like you mentioned, I, I, I agree. It was a very fun movie. It was very different. You know, the concept was really cool. Right up my alley. Uh, so I think, I think I would give this movie probably a, a solid, uh, six Glock 19s out of 10. Okay. Six out of 10. We're going to have very similar ratings here because so again, I enjoyed the movie as well. Um, I enjoyed the action when it happened. I thought that at times it did kind of drag a little bit and I wanted more action out of it instead of just him running away from everything. <laughs> but they did, they inserted a lot of really good dark comedy during those times when he's mm -hmm. running away. So that kind of made up for it a little bit for me, but, um, Ultimately, overall, I think I would get. I'm gonna give this movie like a, a six point one. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I mean, we're we're right on the same page here. It's fun. I'd watch it again. It's it's a good time, but um, eh, not the best movie I've seen. Not the worst. Yeah, as a movie, it's just okay. Yeah, I wanna. So I was trying to figure out what the body count was in this movie. Okay. Okay. Good news. I couldn't find it. I don't know if that's actually good news. <laughs> so I might have to go through and watch and like tally that up to see uh see what what Daniel Radcliffe's body count is in that movie. Now, but what I did do was I found an updated list. Okay, you're not right. allowed to look at this. Okay, I found an updated list, and this came out in October of 2020. Oh, that was weird. The door just opened. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> just scared the shit out of me. It's like, oh. <laughs> um, so anyways, I found a new list. This is updated. Uh came out in October of 2020. And it is the... It's Hollywood's Deadliest Actors. Okay? Okay. They have the top 20 deadliest actors. So these are the people who have killed more people than anyone else in Hollywood. I want to see how many you can get. Okay. Ooh. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to have to keep a tally. Give me a second. Okay. Okay. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll read them all to you, and I'll, I'll give you their body counts as well. All right. So these are just Hollywood actors. Yeah. Um, so anybody in Hollywood here, this isn't counting. Um, 
Yeah, so the, this list doesn't look like it counts, like, counts Asian actors, okay. which I will just go ahead and say this really quick. Um, on this site that I'm on, it says the most on-screen kills by one character. The star with the most on-screen kills ever was actor and producer Jimmy Wang Wu, Yu, um, best known for his roles in The Man from Hong Kong, Wu Zai, and One-Armed Boxer 2, and has been named the deadliest actor of all time with 2,477 kills. Wow. Yes. And then you have the most on-screen kills ever by one character is 150 by uh, Thomas Burrow Wakayama. This character, Ogami Ito, in Lone Wolf Club, White Heaven in Hell. So 150, it looks like, in wow. one movie. Wow. By I'm sorry, I totally screwed up that for his first name there. But um, character's name is Ogami Ito. In Lone Wolf Club, White Heaven in Hell. So those are the two highest of all time, and they're both Asian. So before we before we go on to this game, uh, I will say that uh, I don't know if this was on there before, but uh, we have Sling. We don't really have cable. We have Sling, and we have like all okay. the streaming services. So mm -hmm. Sling kind of gives us our cable like uh, you know fix. Well, I noticed as I was scrolling through the other day that there was a channel that I don't remember seeing before. I kid you not. This channel's name is Haya. <laughs> and it's all like Asian martial art movies. Oh, I would all love they show. that. <laughs> I would love that. So I, I'm going to see if any of his movies are on there. Because that yeah, would be yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right. So we got 20 of them here. Let's see how many you can get. Oof. All right. Uh, you ready? Fire away. Okay. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, yes. Sylvester Stallone. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, Keanu Reeves. Yes. Um, Jason Statham. You're not Googling this shit, are you? No, this is off the top of my head. I'm basically just, oh, going, okay. I'm basically just going down the list of the cast of uh, uh, the uh, Expendables. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good thing to do. Uh, oh, you said Jason Statham? Yeah. Yeah. The answer is yes. Okay, so that's four. I got four so far. Um, yes. Bruce Lee, is he on there? Bruce Lee. Technically, he was a Hollywood actor. He was, but I don't know if he is. I don't know. No, he is not. Okay. All right. Fair. Fair. Um, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes, he is. Oof. All right, uh, Steven Seagal. Uh, where... I think he is. Yes, there he is. Oh, I already got six. I got six. Okay, this is going yes, good. This is way better than I expected. Uh, I will um... say this. You are all over the place in order, though. <laughs> just, I'm just going off the top of my head. Yeah, you're all uh, over the place. So, uh... so you haven't hit number one yet, all right. and you haven't hit number 20. Interesting. I don't think you're going to get number one, and I don't think you'll get number 20. <laughs> Alright. Because um, I definitely would not. <laughs> um, hmm. Chuck Norris? Uh, yes. Oh, right. Seven. I got seven. Okay. Oh, man. Now it gets tough. Now it gets tough because I've, I've gone over like all the ones that pretty much everyone would think of. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm down, now I'm just thinking of movies. <laughs> like of, of really violent movies that I've seen. 
Russell Crowe. That was a no buzzer. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Uh, uh, Mel Gibson. Ah, dang it. He's killed a lot of people, I thought. Yes, um, he has. Okay. I'm going to give you four more wrong answers before I give you the list. Okay. I don't know if, I don't know if I could come up with four more answers. Uh, phew. You're missing quite a bit. You Sa- only got seven. <laughs> you got well, seven I mean, out of 20. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of these are going to be like, duh, kind of answers. Yeah, and some of these are going to be like, what? Uh, now I'm digging into like all the 90 movies, 90s movies I've seen. Um, oh, uh, Al Pacino. Al Pacino's got to be on there. Oh, wow. Not even top 20 for Al Pacino. Yep, that's one buzzer. You got two. You got three more. Tom Cruise? Yes, Tommy is on there. All right, Tom Cruise. Um, Tommy Cruise, you got eight. That's a, that's, it's like the pressure is on. It's like, the, oh, yeah. it's like a family feud, and you're the last dude in the line. <laughs> 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 oh my god i just watched the the family feud episode of uh of it's always sunny in philadelphia it's oh my like god family that was fight. hilarious oh my god i forgot how, that is one of my favorite episodes such of a all great time episode. i forgot how good it was uh you know i i found this i, I was at work just a little just uh just kind of give myself some extra time here to mm-hmm. think um we, I was at work, and, dude, you know, it was Amazon. We sell, like, literally anything you could think of. Well, yeah. part of that is we find a ton of crap on the floor that's just, like, well, we can't sell this. Sell it. So you um, get to keep it? So, uh, basically, if it's just, like, if it's just, like, random and it doesn't have, like, a label on it or anything, I pretty much, if I if I like it, I usually keep, hold on to it, like, at the desk. So, hmm. uh, I found this, like, egg. It's a wooden egg. Uh, painted, you know, looks like looks like an egg, pretty realistic looking egg. Except I've dropped it so many times that I'm like, well, it's obviously like solid, right? So it's I chocolate. I take the, I doubt it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I I I have it in my like uh, my pocket all day, and whenever whenever some crazy shit happens at work, I, I just take I take the egg out and I say, can I offer you an egg in this trying time? I do that all the time. <laughs> that was so <laughs> lame. <laughs> I didn't know where your story was going, but that wasn't where I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I was just like, wow. Yeah, only a few people at work understand that reference, and they, they like it. They enjoy it. <laughs> That's funny. Well, who's your next one? Uh, I'll just go with uh, uh, John Travolta. Really, John Travolta? I don't know, man. He was in Battlefield eh. Earth. He was in Battlefield Earth. Gotti. I don't eh. know. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out now at this point. Got two more wrong answers. Let's go. Uh, you're, miss- you're missing some big players ooh, here. Um, um, shoot. Who was the? D- Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Are any of these body counts from horror films? Um, because if we're gonna count that, if you then, want, I mean, if you would call it a horror, I mean, I, I would, I would go ahead and say Bruce Campbell. Eh. <laughs> it was worth a shot. Okay, last one, right? Yes. Oh, I gotta make this good. 
there's just some people on here that I'm like, really? <laughs> I yeah, I can't wait to hear the whole list. But man, it's the last last one, last one, boy. Oh, Bruce Willis. Um, honestly, I'm surprised he's not on there. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Me That's too. A good one. All right. So here's the list. I'm gonna start at the bottom. Okay. Do you want their kill count as well? Yeah, please. Okay, so at number twenty, we have Sean Bean with three hundred and forty-four kills. Oh, I was gonna say Sean Bean, but I was like, "There's no way." Oh man, because he usually number... dies all the time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. At number nineteen, we have Daniel Craig with three hundred and forty-eight. Oh, Mr. James Bond, yeah. 007. Here's one you got. Number eighteen, Tom Cruise with three sixty-three. Wow. Number 17, May I Call to the Ring, Dwayne The Rock Johnson wow. with 368. Number 16, going all the way back to the Old West, we have Clint Eastwood with 382. Dang it. Should have known that. And number 15, his name might be Butler, but he ain't going to serve you, Gerard Butler with 425. Yep. Think about 300. He's done a lot. Yeah, he's done a 300. lot. You got number 14, Jean-Claude Van Damme nice. with 480. And you also got number 13, Keanu Reeves with nice. 387. Surprise he's not higher up. And there's a fun fact about him I will give to you in a when I'm done with this. Okay. At number 12, you also got him. He is the roundhouse master of Chuck Norris. Mm -hmm. 485, his roundhouse and his prime clocked in at 64 miles an hour. Wow. Yeah, imagine getting hit in the face with that. <laughs> Jeez. Number 10, I can't believe you missed him because he went to jail and he's also Blade. Wesley Snipes oh, at yeah. 593. Dang. Number 9, I'm not surprised. That you missed this one, Kevin Costner, 670. <laughs> He's done so many movies, right? Where the heck has he killed 670 people? <laughs> He's done a lot of movies. <laughs> and number eight, you know him, you love him, you need something driven, he'll do it. Jason Statham yep. at 718. Yep. At number seven, he is the Italian Stallion. He never killed anyone in that movie, but you can sure <laughs> bet Rambo has with Sylvester Stallone at 794. Wow. Number seven, Sly. And at number six, you also got this one. I don't think I've really ever watched any of his movies. Steven Seagal <laughs> with 822. He's on like 400 movies, I think, at this point. Oh, he's done a lot of movies. I just can't <laughs> name a single one. <laughs> at number five one of my favorites of all time you know him you love him he was the governor he was the terminator mm -hmm. he was the commando he was also the kindergarten cop mm -hmm. we have arnold schwarzenegger at 842 he used to be number one huh that got yeah governating really really took him down he used to be number one <laughs> took, took too long of a break yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At number four. Oh, how, how should I announce this one? Okay. 
At number four, he's got a PhD and he's a genius with multiple references and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. We have Dolph Lundgren at 940. Yeah, he's a genius. Yeah, he is. He literally is. He's a he's a biochemist. PhD. Yeah. Boom. Mind blown. At number three, we have a martial arts master, not Bruce Lee and not Jackie Chan, but we have Jet Li coming in at 1076. Yeah, Our he, first thousand. He got a lot. He got a lot from uh, those uh, movies from the 90s, like Romeo Must Die and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he and, killed a bunch yeah. of people. He's a murderer. Number two is our only woman on the list. Some of her kills might be questionable because they are zombies, but I still count them because they were human at once. We have Mila Jovovich okay. at twelve ninety nine. When I told you, is one of them a horror movie person? I go, if you want to consider it horror, okay. you could. Okay, makes sense. That's who I was talking about. Can I take one jab at number one? Yeah, this, go for it. This is someone that I. This is someone that I. Um, I was trying to think of the whole time, and I know what movie he was in and all that. I just could not remember his name. Is it Charles Bronson? <coughs> okay. Just thought I'd give it a shot. <laughs> no, no, no. Good shot. Good shot. At number one, we have a dark horse contestant here. No one would ever have gotten this. Mm. He brought the Avengers together. He is Jules in Pulp Fiction. Mr. Samuel L. Jackson with 1,734 kills on screen. 1,700? From what? Yes. I don't know. Maybe they're <laughs> counting snakes on a plane. <laughs> what in the hell? Like, I've seen Pulp Fiction, but, like, damn. Oh, he didn't kill that many people in Pulp Fiction. I know. Fiction. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> what the crap? I don't know. He, he definitely he kills people in the Avengers. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> but not that many. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where all of his kills came from. I'm looking through his yeah. movies like his way, way, way back. Um, you know, before people really knew who he was. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Do they say what movie he was in where he had the most kills? No, it does not. Hmm. Hmm. Let me see if I can just Google that real quick. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, apparently Samuel L. Jackson. Hmm, let's see if Google can tell us. Samuel I think L. I found... Jackson, best known for his roles in classic films such as Pulp Fiction and Jackie Brown, which are both Tarantinos, has been named the deadliest Hollywood actor of all time with 1,734 on-screen kills. Oh, okay, so he... Uh... So I don't know if this is like the the number one thing that he that got him that uh, title, but uh, he did kill two hundred. Technically, he did kill two hundred and thirty five people in Unbreakable, where he played Mister Glass and was responsible for. Oh, that's uh, the definitely plane it. The train crash. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah. Hey, he killed a bunch of people in that movie. I forgot about that. That's a good. Dang. One. All right, now here's a fun fact about Keanu Reeves. Okay. So, because of John Wick, Keanu Reeves has been jumping up this list. So, pretty much, fun fact about Keanu Reeves, um, due to the John Wick franchise, he has been shooting up this list because of the amount of kills he's been getting yeah. in him. So, so yeah. uh, I actually I actually found um, what movie that he had the highest kill count in, and it's not... 
again, it's one of those things much like uh, Unbreakable where you didn't think of it like that because he didn't, like, take a gun and shoot them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> go ahead and go ahead. This movie, right? It was funny because this movie is such a great movie. Everyone saw this movie. Uh, everyone knows that he was in it. But for some reason, it just doesn't really click when you're thinking about, like, kill counts. Take a wild guess as to what movie, and it's it's pretty recent. I'm say like in the past uh, six years, six seven years. Um, Kingsman. Yes, he killed one thousand two hundred and sixty eight people in Kingsman. <laughs> yeah, their heads exploded. That was wow. That's a, that's like almost that's over half. That's that's yeah no so okay that's where his kill count comes from okay. Yeah, so that interesting. Okay. Wow. That's going to be hard to beat then, because I don't think right. any movie's had that high of a kill count. Mm-hmm. All right, one last thing before we end here, okay? So the the top three world savers, okay? okay? This is the opposite end of the spectrum, okay? We've had the the deadliest characters, but who are the top three actors who have saved the world more times than anyone else? Well, I can think of one actor off the top of my head that saved the world a lot. Who? Bruce Willis. <laughs> yes, with 10, he's number 2. Yeah, he he's uh every single time the world needs saving, Bruce Willis is there. Yep, he's number 2. <laughs> Any guess on number 1 or number 3? Uh uh You're not going to get number 1, I I'll don't, tell you that. I mean, no, I really can't really th- other than Bruce Willis, I don't can't really figure out like who's saved the world the most times. Sean Connery is number one with 13. Wow. Bruce Willis, number two with 10. And Keanu Reeves is number three with nine. With Sean Connery, because because of 007. James Bond, yeah. That's Probably a lot of that. A lot of that was, a lot of the original Bond villains were like world domination people. Mm-hmm. You know? That oh, makes sense. Oh, don't forget the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen yep, in there. That is that true. That was terrible. That, that movie ended his career. <laughs> it really uh, did. But hey, I mean, at least he had a really, really good career leading up to that. Oh yeah, he had a good time up to that. Um, yeah. So let's do our outro. Um, what's our outro again? Well, you want me to do it? <laughs> so I think that's all we got for today. Um, next week we're actually going to be watching the Mitchells versus the Machines. And we would love for you guys to join in. Please like, comment, and subscribe on any kind of like platform you're listening on. It really helps us out. And take it away, Ben. If uh, you've watched this movie and would like to give us your review or your two cents, feel free to reach out to us at two guys media team at gmail. That's T W O guys media team at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought. Uh, if you also, if you have any suggestions as to what we should watch in the future, please feel free to leave those. We look forward to getting more audience interaction as we do more and more of this podcast. Yes, and also feel free to reach out. We just made a Facebook page. It is Two Guys Podcasts on Facebook. Please feel free to reach out, comment on there at all. Um, let us know what you think and follow. And we'll try to keep up to date with posting on that as well. So, well, thank you guys and have a good night. Bye.